Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. Industry podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Matthews. I'm really excited about our next guest. Uh, Swappa is how I found him. And so if you don't know what Swappa is, it's the Submersible Wastewater Pump Association. And so I went and I was part of their, you know, training and I guess committee meeting. And then we, I felt like I learned a lot. So training wise, as we go in Chicago to the Metropo- Metropolitan Water Reclamation uh, center. And you'll have to tell us a little bit about that, Brian. So thank you, Brian, for being here. It was just a pleasure to meet you. And I just felt like I, I, there's a little bit more to his story. And so I wanted to dive into that. Uh, personally, I could see that um, environmental side of you. So I'll let you just start with kind of who you are and what you do, Brian. Hi, thank you, Charlie. Um, thank you for having me. So I'm Brian Levy. I'm a principal engineer at the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District of Greater Chicago. Yes, it's a mouthful. Um, but we like to, um, we like uh, um, government agencies, so we like our acronyms. Um, it's uh, either MWRD or sometimes the district for short. So I'm a principal engineer here, and I'm in charge of the treatment operations for our Stickney Water Reclamation Plant. Yes, thank you. I'm so glad you said that. You said it so well. Uh, I have, I would have to practice that quite a bit. But I also just thought, principal engineer there, there's so much that you have to coordinate, organize, and, and then you're telling us about sometimes there's there's crisis that happen and kind of have to jump into action to solve them too. So if you could tell us a little bit more about that role as a principal engineer before we go on. So uh, my role here is in charge of um, treatment plant operations. So on the Stickney Water Reclamation Plant is one of the largest plants in the world. It could treat up to 1.4 billion gallons of water. And so my role is the day-to-day operations of the plant for routine operations, which is normal. We're treating wastewater, but we also have the responsibility of our collection system for all of um, Chicago land region and making sure that all the stormwater and wastewater gets to where it needs to go. Yes. Um, and so kind of prior to you being here, how did you, I guess, how did you find yourself here? How did you get into this space? I know by background, you're a civil engineer, uh, but mm-hmm. tell us, I guess, start there. Why'd you choose engineering? So I, um, I'm my, Bachelor's of Science in Civil Engineering from Marquette University. Um, after I finished my undergrad, I um, started working here at the MWRD. And then I am also got my Master's of Science in Environmental Engineering from Illinois Institute of Technology. So how I became an engineer is, well, when I was a kid, I, I loved to play with Legos. And when uh, growing up, I always thought I wanted to be an architect. And then when I got into high school and I kind of learned about architecture, I realized there was a lot of art involved and I was not that artistic. I could not make things aesthetically pleasing. Um, I couldn't draw, but I was really good with math and science. So it kind of grew towards the STEM field. So um, engineering was kind of a perfect fit for me, especially when you're in engineering, there is a lot of design involved in engineering, but you don't 
at a wastewater treatment plant, you don't need to make it look good. You just have to make it functional. Yeah, that's, that's so true. There's different styles of engineering, different styles of, I mean, everybody has to be creative at times. So there's that, mm -hmm. but whether you're a, a true pencil to paper artist or not, um, I think that is the difference. Uh, there is a lot of um, hand drawing, I guess, more in that. Oh, it's probably mm -hmm. not hand drawing anymore in mm -hmm. architecture, but I'm fascinated with, you know, the water industry. One, people don't know how they get it. Uh, they don't understand the process. And so I really enjoyed your tour where you kind of went through the process of cleaning up the water. So this is the the dirty water that's coming in. But you also told me about the, the kind of that, the waterways, right? And being in that storm water. So I was curious about that and what drove you you know, to that and that environmental side of your career. So yeah, the, the first part of my career here at the Water Reclamation District, I worked on our waterway section. And that is um, a section that handled um, our Chicago River and the canal system. So a bit of history here, the, the Water Reclamation District reversed the flow of the Chicago River over 100 years ago. It used to flow into Lake Michigan. Now it flows away from Lake Michigan down south and ultimately ends up into the Gulf of Mexico. So in college, I took a lot of hydraulics and hydrology courses, and I kind of gravitated towards that um, in undergrad. When in grad school, I took a lot of wa wastewater courses. Um, so I kind of have a knowledge of both side of things, and we kind of do both here at the district. I handle a lot of the stormwater side of things. So when it rains, all that water needs to go somewhere. Chicago and a lot of the suburbs are built on a combined sewer system, meaning that one pipe for both sanitary and stormwater. And that water has to go to our interceptor system, which brings it to our wastewater treatment plant. And at the wastewater treatment plant is where I actually take over and we actually treat that wastewater to get it a good quality um, water to put it back into our water environment and making sure it's meeting our permits and our water quality standards. Yes. And it's a fabulous facility, y'all. Uh, if you've been following me, you maybe you saw some of the pictures that I posted on LinkedIn, but let's, let's start with the, I mean, the huge intake pumps. They're so old, but they're still there. I know we're working on them. We've maintained them. <laughs> they're changing out impellers, but tell us the story of those pumps. Yeah. So um, they were put in in 1939 and that's when the plant went in the surface. So they're, they're approaching a oh, hundred years here. So they're getting a little old, long in the tooth, but they work. Um, obviously the motors have been replaced and originally they were steam driven pumps. So we would have coal that was barged from areas and various, um, boilers heating these coal to create steam for these pumps. They were changed out in the 1940s to electric motors and now they're all electric, but the pumps still work and they work well. And every year we basically take one or two out of service in order to do some preventative maintenance to it. But they're um, they're they're trustworthy, so we use them. They're 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 large pumps. They could be um, 240 million gallons a day pumping, and they pump about 50 feet up above, so 50 foot ahead. So, like I said, our plant could treat up to 1.4 billion gallons a day. So, um, in order to treat that, you need large pumps. Um, a, a stat I usually like to state is um. 1.4 billion gallons, that's 1,400 million gallons a day. There's 1,440 minutes in a day. So we could pump and treat 1 million gallons every minute. 
So the average wastewater treatment plant in the United States is about 1 million gallons a day. So what they do in one day, we could do in one minute. It's phenomenal. I mean, it really is the, just the amount of design you were talking about design earlier, but just the, the craftsmanship of engineering a plant like that to run and be able to take care of that. I just love thinking about how, you know, somebody's sitting around, well, why don't we re reverse the river? <laughs> like this will solve the problem, right? Like just, uh, this, this is a problem that needed to be solved so that those, the health issues of Chicago could be um, transformed really. Um, so I, I love that. I love the the engineering mind that has solved these problems for us and the layout of the plant. And, you know, we walk through it with SWAPA and the members and everybody is just intrigued about a different part of it. And so I'm curious because I see pumps everywhere. So we talked about some of those larger pumps and then you look across and you see there's some other pumps just on across the way that are either, you know, affluent pumps or, or something like that. And so it, it takes a pump to, to make a pump and it, it takes many pumps to run a pump. So it, it was just really kind of neat to see that. Any guesses on how many pieces of equipment are there? <laughs> Millions, um, thousands, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. We, there, there's a lot. And it's it's not just me who runs this place. I mean, I handle the treatment operation side of things, but we have a whole maintenance section of, of things that are constantly doing preventative maintenance, corrective action maintenance, predictive maintenance on all of our, our pumps and blowers and other various equipment throughout the whole plant. Absolutely. So what do you think we can do to better protect our water? Hmm. Well, you know, water is a very precious resource, especially here in the Chicagoland area. And we're very fortunate to have um, the Great Lakes. And it's, it's a very important resource for not only the health and well-being of people, since we get such clean water, but it's also a good resource for a lot of industry um, throughout the, um, the Midwest region. You know, we have a population of about 5 million people that we serve in Cook County. There's about 3 million people in the city of Chicago, about 5 million people for all of Cook County. Um, and then, but we have a population equivalency of about 10 million people because of all that industry in this area. Um, so that's very important. So we got to make sure that we're protecting our water environment. We're protecting Lake Michigan since it's such a key resource. One thing that we do is we have these wastewater treatment plants. We invest in our infrastructure. We take care of our plants. We maintain it. We meet our permits. You know, we are doing a lot with building resilient infrastructure. We put in large tunnels and reservoirs to capture that combined sewage, but we're also working and doing a lot of green infrastructure for building bioswales and rain gardens to capture that stormwater. Um, we're looking in and meeting all of our permit regulations and permit regulations are getting tougher. Um, we just recently have a phosphorus limit um, that was put into place in August of 2021. So permits are getting more stringent. Infrastructure is getting older. So it's kind of blending all this infrastructure, this old infrastructure with these kind of new limits that we have. Um, a lot of things that I, I get this asked when I give tours, what, what can I do as a resident? Well, one thing you got to realize is when, when you live in the region that we have, and whether you wash your hands or brush your teeth or something is going down that drain, 
Okay, you got to, and a lot of people don't know where it goes. It kind of goes to some sort of mystery area, maybe to the center of the earth. I think one, one, um, I, I gave a lot of tours to school uh, children, and one girl said, oh, "I think it goes in the middle of the middle of the earth." So I said, "No, it comes here the wastewater treatment plant. We need to protect that water because eventually we treat that water, we put it back into the waterway system, but we can't treat for everything. So just kind of be mindful of what you're." flushing down the drain because what you're flushing down the drain eventually makes it back into that environment. Yes. And th that reminds me of different paints and things, you know, uh, th there, there are processes and, and, you know, just try to be aware, educate yourself on, on what can be cleaned up. Uh, I think it's a great, a great tool. And then mm -hmm. what do we do with the waste? Uh, I thought it was really cool. What you, uh, we're telling us about how we're using some of that waste for energy, uh, working with some other clients or, or fertilizing um, mm -hmm. as well. So there's there, well, you use it within your own plant for energy, which is amazing. And then also kind of that outside fertilizer. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So um, one of the byproducts that happens from um, wastewater treatment plant, when dirty water comes in and we get clean water come out, but there's a lot of steps in between that. And one of the things that we do is um, we, we remove the solids out of the water. <clears throat> and we actually like to call it biosolids. So, and that biosolids is a byproduct of wastewater treatment. We take that biosolids and we treat it in anaerobic digesters where we age it for 20 days and we um, create biogas. So that's just methane. And we use that methane to heat our boilers and the boilers heat water to boil water to create steam. That steam, we utilize that steam for heating our buildings in the winter and then actually cooling our buildings in the summer. We have absorption chillers and then also various other um, parts of the plant that eat steam. So um, we're trying to become energy neutral to be able to utilize all of our resources that we have. Another um, byproduct that we have is biosolids um, and that we is a very good fertilizer that farmers love because there's a lot of macro and micronutrients for the soil, for those, that plants. Yeah. I thought that was so interesting. And just another thing that we can do, I think we have to be mindful about it, intentional to have any type of sustainability. It's the problem solvers of the world, which are, uh, it, it is our engineers by title. So that's one of you, but it's also all of us. We all have a creative and, and the ability to be creative and, in the ways that we are reducing energy. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in your mind. Anything else that you want to make sure that our listeners know from you? No, so the the water reclamation district, it's, um, I work at the Stickney plant. It's one of seven of our plants. So we, we have seven throughout the Chicagoland area, Stickney's being the largest of our plants and one of the largest in the world. We, we were starting in 1900 is when we first reversed the flow of the Chicago River. And you touched on this earlier, that the solution to pollution was dilution back then. But we, we, we knew that that wasn't the end game. We knew that we had to build wastewater treatment plants. We knew that we had to do better and we continue still to, to strive. Sometimes there might be a little bit discussions of who is the biggest wastewater treatment plant. I, I might not disagree or agree with some people. I know that some other big metropolitan areas has large treatment plants. And I always tell people this, I'm like, all right, we, we may not be the biggest, but I always think we're the best. Yes. And, and I got to tour a couple, another one of your plants uh, where you go down under the ground through the tunnel. Uh, that was amazing to just think of how this 
how the tunneling system was done back then. And then just the, the sheer size. And they were talking about that too, about being the largest uh, and who, who can claim that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, that you're the best and you're, you're definitely the best for Chicago. And I think the part of it is the pride that you take in that work. I'm interested to, to know how you, you know, instill that in your team. Uh, I know I didn't set you up for this question, but there's, um, <laughs> you know, that there is a part of leadership that comes in on telling the story and, and then just uh, your people. Can you talk to that at all? So um, I'm passionate about it. I think it's an important resource. I understand that, you know, I was put here in order to make things better. You know, I want to be a contributing member to society. And I think it's super important that people have this clean water, to have a, a really good place where we can get from water, because there's other parts of this world, but they don't have these types of resources. So I don't take it for granted one bit. I think it's important that we are operating and maintaining efficiently and effectively. Awesome. Well, that's, that's what I couldn't have said it better myself. And uh, that's why I asked you to come on, Brian, uh, because I could see that passion and I could see the steps that have to be taken. Um, you know, you got to work with the existing equipment that you have. What can you do with that? And then how you add to it. And there's stages um, at the plant itself. Um, and just looking backwards at how far we've come from, you know, the start, it, it really is phenomenal. So anytime that y'all get a chance to, uh, while you're in Chicago, Brian has an amazing tour. So y'all, y'all connect <laughs> with him uh, so that you can see that. And then, you know, I, I will just do a couple little rapid fires. I love doing this. Um, it, it just humanizes people, Brian. So <laughs> sure. um, throw out a couple of crazy questions at you. They're really not. Um, what is your favorite book? My favorite book, um, boy, I really love A Walk in the Woods, where um, Bill Bryson, for who walked about his story about the Appalachian Trail, that's one of my favorites. Awesome, because I awesome, really awesome. love the hike. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that out. Um, and then favorite music, probably while you're hiking. No, no, you're probably zoning out while hiking. <laughs> I listen to everything. So, um, yep, no, really have a favorite preference. It's a classic rock. I recently went to the Dave Matthews Band concert. So um, that was fun. Yeah. So that was a couple weekends ago. So I love all all types of music. Awesome. And then what is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, boy. Be kind, caring, loving, contributing member to society. That's what my parents always told me. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're definitely doing that. So kudos to your family. And then if you could tell a young person coming into the industry, what would, what advice would you give them? Do something that you love because then it'll make going to work a lot easier. (laughs) Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Brian, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? My email address, L-E-V-Y-B at M-W-R-D.org. Got it. And I guess with that, Y'all make sure you like, share, <laughs> do all that, subscribe, um, and and really just tell somebody about the importance of water today and the importance of the people behind the scenes taking care of it. We always talk about um, all of these, uh, you know, equipment and the, the water itself being vital to life, but but the people behind that is what's making it happen. So um, thank a water operator today, and until next time, be empowering. Yeah.